0: Hey guys, what's up, what's up? Welcome to Succeed Intentionally with your host, Monique Davis. Guys, I missed you, I missed you, I missed you. I feel like it's been a while since it was just me and you, right? Just you and I having a conversation on this podcast. You know this podcast is all about being intentional, right? Being intentional in those seven areas of your life in yourself, and your home, and um, the people that you're around, in your business, in your you know your business and your professional life, and in, in, in your influential life, you know who you influence, in your finances, in your faith, right? So those are like the seven areas that I like to talk about on this show to help you succeed intentionally. And intentionally (laughs) is just about doing it on purpose. God created us with an intent, right? He created us with a purpose. And so he desires us to do the same in every area of our lives. And we don't have to go out and look for that opportunity because when we're living our lives in that, in that type of uh, thought process of doing things intentionally, it just kind of happens, right? And uh, so welcome, <laughs> welcome, welcome. Hope you enjoy this show. It's just me, no special guests This time it'll be just you and I again, just kicking it and just talking. And what I wanted to talk about today is the power of being a misfit. (laughs) So all my life, I've always felt like a misfit. I mean, seriously, guys, when I say all my life, I mean from the top to the bottom, right? I've always felt like uh, you know, I don't feel like I fit. I don't fit. <laughs> like I was the one in high school that wore cowboy boots before wearing cowboy boots was even close to cute. Like I was the one <laughs> wearing a full on like professional outfit to school because I want, this is high school. Like when people would be prone to Joan you. Okay. If you're from the South side of Atlanta, you know what joaning means. It's a, it's, <laughs> it's basically, a synonym for talking about you or your mama jokes or whatever you want to call it um and that was that was me I just uh I just didn't care and I and I kind of embraced my being a misfit a lot more when I was younger I think we all do right when I was younger because I didn't care I really did not care and um I knew that that was a, a part of me. I knew, I, I had a super-duper big heart for the underdog, right? So while people would talk... <laughs> while people would look at me and think, okay, because I was voted, you know, as one of the homecoming queens. Um, um, it, you know, just just different things like that. Like, just crazy stuff that meant, meant nothing, right? But, but popularity. But I was... In that kind of crowd, but at the same time, my heart went to, like I said, the underdog. You know, I was I was the girl who would not, you, know, it's not you can't sit with us. No, you can't sit with us anymore if you had that mentality. Like, that was my always my thing. I loved beautiful people inside and out. I've always loved to, to be around beautiful women and be around, um, you know, just intellectual type of guys, no matter if it was direct intellect or if it was a little hood. You know, you, you, ne- you never knew if they were intellect unless you had a conversation with them. With them. So, you know, my whole entire life, that was what I was always just drawn to, desiring to help, desiring to to be there for, to desiring to encourage. And it's funny because it played out in my relationships too in in a not so positive way um because I was always trying to save someone. <laughs> I had that, you know, that mentality. It's almost like the clueless mentality. You bring the girl home and you try to make her over, you know, when all she wants to be is herself. And, um, you know, that was me. That was me. And I think about that and I said to myself, man, I have grown so much. Sometimes you have to, like, sit back and look at how far you've grown. Like, seriously, that's what I want you to do right now. I want you to think about yourself 10 years ago. Ooh, I don't want to think about that. Let me, let me, let me jump up. Let me think about myself. <laughs> let me think about myself five years ago. Okay, that's a little better, right? Think about yourself five years ago, who you were, who you hung around, what you listened to, what encouraged you, what you cared about, what kept you up at night? Like all of these things kind of make us into who we are, but there's there's this growth thing that you can see no matter who, like who you are, no matter what your title is, no matter, you know, if you're in the church or out the church, if you, you know, whatever, whoever you are, wherever you are, it's like. There's this wonderful thing called growth that happens regardless, regardless. And so I'm, I'm saying all, I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. So I'm saying all of that to say that I feel like I thought in my brain, like maybe I'll be growing out of being a misfit. Like one day I'll grow out and, I, and suddenly I will just magically fit in. with whatever I'm trying to fit into at the time. Um, But it doesn't work like that, right? It doesn't work like that. You think about Jesus, and of course, it's a faith-based podcast for those who are just now, you know, joining or getting to know me. I speak um, about God a lot in my podcast, not in every podcast. Okay, no, that's a lie. Yeah, in every podcast (laughs) to some you know, shape, form, or fashion. You're gonna hear me speak about him because he's so prevalent and revelant and real in my life, right? But anyway, so to try to continue my my thought process, because you know I digress, right, guys? Okay, so Jesus was a misfit, right? He was a misfit, and. And you know, despite his preaching and teaching and prophesying and and all the things that he did, all the miracles that he he performed, um, he was still known as like just this common person. He was a, a carpenter. He was a carpenter. He was a hardworking man. It's like going down to wherever you um, wherever you see blue-collar people working. You know. Um, at a distribution center or at a plant or, you know, whatever. It's just like, or a carpenter, an actual carpenter that that we have now. Like, he was a a builder. You know, he he built things. He, uh, you know, he did woodwork with his hands. Like, he was a real, live, working man that was doing all of these different things that typically only the religious folk did. So, he... Just boom, automatically didn't fit in. He was a hundred percent not a part of the, you know, of approved group of of preachers or at the time, what, what did you call them? Just, you know, the Pharisees or or whatever. He was just not an approved clergy. Like he wasn't approved in their eyesight. Of course, he was approved by God, right? But not in their sight. And I don't know, like. Exactly, who this could be for. It could be for um, you, it could be for a friend of yours, but I just want to tell you that there is so much power in being a misfit. <laughs> there really, really, really is. You know, I hear so many. Um, Pastors, especially nowadays, oh my goodness, so many pastors and so many people talking about the revival and the revival is coming and they're preaching the revival and and this and that and the third. But the truth of the matter is a lot of the religious people that are preaching that whole revival concept have not really even seen the revival happen in them right? <laughs> like, they're, like revive, if you think about revive, it's like, it means to wake up, right? God is trying to wake us up. And there's people that are not in the church or that are in the church and not being used to their full capacity, because they are labeled as, oh, no, you know, she, She does this or "Mm -mm, no, she does that and mm -mm, you can't can't don't talk to her too long because she got this going on or don't don't talk to him because he likes to look at girls when they walk away. You know, (laughs) you know how church folks will just have a label on somebody that person could have got up there, gave his heart to Christ and repented and everything. And they still remember him for whatever he did two years ago. Right. And so. We've been in this place of just sleep, right? Like, we're not really up as Christians. And I feel like I forgot that I was a misfit when I really got into the church, you know. Like, of course, I, I felt like a misfit. I've I, I, You know, I always felt like a misfit. I always felt kind of different, right? My style is different, the way I wear my hair, the way I look, the way I act, the way I talk. But when I was in the spirit of rejection when I really had rejection like really hard like on my life I looked at being a misfit as a negative thing and I feel like I tried to intentionally come on forget (laughs) about being a misfit and try to kind of go into what was you know how everybody else thought and how what everybody else was doing and and um in and that quickly did not work out for me. (laughs) So uh, that leads me, of course, here today, and where I won't fall into, you know, I won't fall into the mold. You know, God is, is my molder. He is my potter, right? I'm in his hands. And he created me peculiar, right? He created me all of those things. And so and the peculiar is just weird, right? That's the, <laughs> that's it. This, you're you're weird, and I I was just sitting here and I was thinking, man, if if so many people, there's so many people who, if they could just understand that concept. If they could just understand that there's not only one way of doing things. You may have a call on your life and you're literally waiting around for maybe a religious leader or, you know, depending on what your beliefs are, uh, your, your, your pastor, your bishop, your, your whomever, your spiritual leader to kind of validate you and who you are before you step out and do what it is that God is trying to call you to do. And when God gives you that gifting and you leave it in the hands of someone else, it's almost like you're rejecting him, right? You're denying your your, your, your true identity. And I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm just like, I really, really feel strongly about saying this, but there is power in who you are. There is power in who you are. And so back to just the whole revival thing, um, a lot of the people that, that I have just been feeling on my spirit and on my heart that are even going to lead in this revival are not going to be the typical church folk, the, the folk that, and how you know, they have all that going on and they know how to hoot and holler and all that stuff. That, that I, I, What I've seen and what I've heard and what I know to be true is that it's it's always going to be it's going to be the unlikely. That's what Jesus was. Jesus was the revival. You know, he did it in so many times and instances in the Word of God with the Samaritan woman at the well. Um, that was a revival within itself, right? And it, 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 it's like no matter how much they tried to to discredit him, th- that's what he did. That's what he did, and. You know, I was just just thinking uh, to myself, right? Self, hey, what what would it look like if all of the misfits got together and identified and understood and embraced their calling? Like, what, what would that look like? I feel like it would look like... The tax collectors and the prostitutes and the harlots, as they call them back in the day, when they were following Jesus. Because that's what, like, that's exactly who he was hanging out with. Like, that's who, those were his homies, those were his people, right? He even said it, he even said it in the word. He was just like, hey, you know. I'm telling you, tax collectors and harlots had entered the kingdom of God before you. And he was talking to religious people, religious folks, because why? Because the harlots and the the, the tax collectors, you know, were thought, at, thought of, of course, at the time as being like the lowest of the low. But they were going to enter into to the kingdom of God because they believed. They weren't like. Trying to be like this theological, you know, um, highly regarded, distinguished, you know, saved, sanctified, you know, baptized twice type of person. It was it was the rejects. It was the sinners. It was the misfits that understood that they were broken and they needed God's grace. And so, you know, this this broadcast is truly for you. It's that That's who it's for. I believe that I, that's who I was called for. I, I knew that when I was, um, you know, just growing up. I knew that, that I was called to those types of individuals, which, you know, in some way, shape, form, or fashion, thought like me. Thought like, man, I, where do I really belong? I don't, like, I watch Seinfeld <laughs> and I love... You know, at the time, I could listen to Bon Jovi. I used to listen to my mom's old Haul and Oats CDs and also listen to some trap music. And, you know, like that was me back in the day. Like I had this weird mixture going on of hood and real, real white. <laughs> so, so, you know, I'm saying all of that to say... There is a purpose and there is a place for those who are broken, for those who, um, who feel like they don't have a place, right? There is a place for you. There really is. And think about it this way. Jesus was one of the rejects. He was one of the misfits. You know, he took the form of a slave and he died the death of a slave. Oh, my goodness gracious. I can just stop the podcast right there. Here it is. God, Jesus, like he <laughs> he humbled himself to the point of death and died as a slave for us. If he's not proven to himself, that he was here for the rejects and the misfits. I don't know what other sign or wonder you can even do. (laughs) Like that was the purpose of what he was doing. If we really truly are like believers, right? And we believe in this whole revival coming, then we have to be aware of how we treat our sisters and brothers who are the rejects. I'm not talking about the rejects that come to church all the time. I'm talking about the ones that pop their heads in once a month, the ones who don't come at all, the ones who, when they come, that their, their, their cleavage is out, the outfit is too tight, the, the dude has his pants hanging down on the floor, like... Those are the people, the ones who got, you know, got a different swag. The the outfits are different. The clothing is different. The thought process is different. Those are the ones. Like, those are the ones that we should be reaching out to in love. You know, recently, my husband did this really cool Bible study teaching on letting love abound. Like, what if we just truly were like God, like Jesus, and just really let love abound? And he got me to thinking about how God is, he is not just the adjective of, of love. Like you can't just use love to describe God. Like God is love, right? And so if he is love and we are striving to be like Jesus, we're striving to be more like him. We're striving, we're striving, we're striving. That's the least of what we, that's our duty, Like, that's one of the first things. Like, that's what we got to do. Love. Love. Love in the way that is not traditional or religious. We just got to love. Of course, there is correction. You know, of course, you're not not just, you know, letting people be willy-nilly. But can you, like, can you honestly say that people that have come to you with vinegar, with vinegar on their breath versus honey, <laughs> Have, ha, has attracted you to what they were saying. If you come to my face with some vinegar breath, I'm going to be like, oh, girl, you know what, um, let me holler at you when you can handle that, You know, get, get you some, some good old mouthwash and, and gargle that thing on up. But if you come and your breath smells like honey, it's sweet-smelling, sweet I may be more prone to hear what you have to say. It's not that you are saying that everything that I'm doing is right, but you're embracing me regardless. That's what I feel like we are missing as a people in general and as the body of Christ, but the body of Christ especially because that's what we're supposed to do. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, gosh. That is exactly what we are supposed to be doing we're supposed to be living this crazy radical message that no matter who you are what you look like where you come from what your thought process is what you believe in what you don't believe in that when you see me you see God so what is God he is love to me that's the power of a misfit so because like a misfit, when you really embrace your misfitness, is that is that a word? Misfitness <laughs> When you really embrace who you are and um and you understand everybody won't get you and you understand that, then you're able to like walk in this power and authority. And you're able to share the message with other people. It's like, it's just this crazy confidence. I call it Godfidence. It's like, you know what? Yeah, I've done some stuff and I've done this and I've done that, but my father loves me just because I didn't do anything to deserve his love. He literally loves me just because. Just because. And it's the same for you. He loves you just because. Yes, you have to repent for your sins. That's a no-brainer. I'm talking about the fact that there are people right now that don't connect to church or don't go to church because of an experience of feeling like the reject and feeling like the misfit. And and let me be. Let's be clear. Every person in church has felt like a misfit from one time or another, right? Like everybody has felt like that. I don't feel like this is like just the one thing God said in his word. They're peculiar, different people, right? But what happens is, ooh, this is what happens. You get so caught up in church that you forget to be the church, so like you get so caught up in church, like I feel like that's why I said I started this podcast, saying, "Man, I feel like I almost forgot I was a misfit." Like, wait a minute, I can't look at this girl through these eyes. I this those are not my eyes. I got to take those glasses off. I can't view anything. I cannot view the world in religious eyes. I cannot do it. I can't. I have to review or look at or perceive or watch the world through the eyes that God gave me. He naturally gave me these eyes. Being a reject, being a misfit, that is not anything bad. (laughs) They rejected Christ, right? So having that thought process and, and, and being able to, to see those individuals in that different light, that's what helps break you out of, of, of just doing church. Like you get so caught up in the the, the rhythm of it and the politics and the, the who likes who and who's accepting of who and who's mad at who today and who's speaking to who today. And is this OK? And, you know, did I make this person mad? And did I you know, I said no. Oh, my God, I said no. Is that OK? And is everything like you just get so caught up, man, you get caught up in doing church that you forget to be the church. And that is so real and so relevant to where we are, even as, like I said, with the whole revival thing, like it's so relevant, it's so relevant, it's so relevant. (laughs) I can't even say anything else, but that's what it is. It's like, man, we have to get it together, people. We really do. We really, really do have to get it together because, see, at the end of the day, if we're really striving to be like him, they say, what would Jesus do? Would he be the way some of us are? <laughs> like, as far as how we treat each other, like, would he really? And I'm not trying to be cliche. I promise I'm not. Like, this is a succeed intentionally uh, podcast, right? So you never know what I could be talking about. Sometimes it's business. Sometimes it's professional. Sometimes it's careers, Sometimes it's um, finances. Sometimes it's a lot of different things. But today it is about who you are as a, just everything, it's all seven because that love factor and that embracing of that, uh, of being a reject or a misfit is not a bad thing. It's not, it's absolutely positively not because what, what, what did they say? What Paul reached out to the Gentiles, right? And, and and um Peter had to get that vision to see that he can that that nothing is unclean right that God bless that you bless you know under God that God blesses so that's that's what our message is. nothing is unclean guys we 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 i mean if if we only preach fire and brimstone, if we only preach. You need to be delivered, you need to be delivered, you just got demons. If we only preach, you see, if we only preach anything one-sided, we're missing out on so this whole other thing. Yes, Jesus had times where he, you know, delivered people. Yes, he had times where he loved on people. Yes, he had times where he had to reinforce things with his um, disciples. And there was times when he was angry with them, right? there, I mean... Y'all falling asleep, you're, you know, you supposed to be up on post. What, what's happening here? was really good? Um, so he had his times, but at the end of the day, it was just like a well, he was well rounded all the way around. And so I just feel like as, as people, um, especially in the body of Christ, and when I say people, I'm, I'm talking about humans in general, but I'm especially, of course, talking about the body of Christ, because that's the body that I'm a part of, Right is that you have to see and understand that things it, we can't possibly get better right we can't possibly get get to new heights and new levels if we're if we're divided against one another and no matter if you feel rejected or if you feel like you are a part of the, the team that rejects, <laughs> you know, wherever you fall in line, just know that that's what Jesus looked like more than anything else, like the rejected. And then when you even realize that, I feel like there's a moment and that was even for me, there was a moment of, of like realization that, wait a minute my life is really not my own. It was paid for with a price. And I like, seriously, I have a job to do. Like I have to be intentional. I have to love intentionally. I have to influence intentionally. I have to impact intentionally. I have to infiltrate intentionally. I have to implement intentionally. It doesn't like it doesn't stop like it doesn't it, it I can't pick and choose when you know I'm going to allow my life to to not be my own and I'm going to allow you know God to to use me or or work through me it's like this is this is it this is this is every day this is it this is every day so you know the good thing about it is if this message was for you and you've been shamed of your misfitness or <laughs> or you have been the person who has looked down upon the misfit or um you know you're in that that place where you don't even really go to church like that because of you know because, because of religious people or or the or what you felt which you know again guys one thing that um my pastor always says is you know, feel the feeling, but choose the behavior. And so we can't even make that an excuse. Like, oh, you know, the people, church people hurt me so bad. That's so not an excuse when you're, it's an excuse when you're selfish. But when you really realize, again, that your life is not your own, when you really realize that you have work to do, you're supposed to be serving, you're supposed to be working, you're supposed to be Doing something to enhance the kingdom of God. Like when you really get that in your brain, right? How can I put this? You just don't care. Like I feel like that's that's the superpower of being a misfit, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> you just don't care. You really don't. It's like, wait a minute. So I'm going to let this stop my blessings, or I'm gonna let this stop, you know, my elevation. Because the thing about it is, you're loved regardless by God, but there's certain things that you don't get trusted with if you're in a certain position or if you're at a certain place or a thought process. For example, you think about, I think about, you know, even, oh, Oh, yeah, my pastor did, did this example before, too. I was just thinking about that. Like, my um, my daughter is two years old, and, um, and then I have a cousin that is 21 years old. And that's, like, me having my keys and trying to figure out, which person should drive my car while I'm out of town? (laughs) Like, such a hard decision, right? Eh, Wrong answer. It's not a hard decision at all. No. (laughs) I know I'm not about to give it to my two-year-old or my 14-year-old. You know, my keys would probably stay home, but if I had to choose, right, I would choose my cousin who was 20-something years old. So, Because of their thought process, because of their maybe responsibility or because of their experience. So your father is the same way. Our father in heaven is the same way. He's not about to give you elevation and keys and doors and opening stuff and opportunities when your mind ain't right. You know what I mean? Like he 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 can't get you there if your mind isn't right or your heart posture isn't right or whatever the case may be. So. I'm just saying I want you to just take some time to think about which person in this podcast that I've that I've mentioned <laughs> which person have you been I feel like I've been all of the above I've been I've been the rejected and the misfit I've been the person that walked in rejection I've been the person who was hurt by church that didn't go to church for years and then I've been the person that went to church and kind of feel like I got caught up with uh, goggles of of maybe just a, a more uh, self righteous or, or religious thinking for a second. I I I felt I felt that slip up. I'm telling you, I'm being very transparent. I felt that slip. I felt that slip. It's like, oh wait, no 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 no. That's my sister. That's my brother. Because I was the girl with the pants that was too short, you know, I was the girl with the dress that, you know, I I, I, I had all that stuff too, and so I can't, you know, I can't forget my beginnings, and I can't forget, you know, my, who, who, where I came from, doesn't mean I had need to go back, right, but I can't forget where I came from, right, I can't pick and choose who I want to, to, um, show love to and and then who who I want to show grace to, right? Cuz God doesn't do that. When you come to him with a contrite heart, when you come to him with humility, he forgives you. He loves you. He desires to want just to 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 do the best for you. He wants the best for you. Right? Right. So, um so yeah, that that's uh the power of being a misfit is the fact that you are so similar to Jesus and regardless of a title <laughs> regardless of whatever you walk in exactly who you're supposed to be. And then you empower these other misfits to recognize their power. And then they start empowering other people to recognize their power. And then they start empowering other people. And then it's this chain reaction of kingdom citizens, like kingdom-minded people who understand that their life is not their own, that understand that this world will never completely accept them, and they're living in a place full of rejection when they're living in this world— but while they're there, they're going to love the hell out of people, right? Any any type of hellish ways, any type of hellish personalities, they're going to just love them. Like that's such a radical message to say, to say that even like I said with Jesus, even with the way that he did it, it, it was such a radical crazy. Like, no, this dude is not hanging out with no prostitute. <laughs> and he talking about your sins have been forgiven. Is he crazy? That's the if that like that come on y'all like that is the most that's like the best that's the epitome that's what exactly what reject or or misfits that's what it looks like that's what it is so anyways we have man we we've already come to our time, and I just wanted to um you know, just speak from my heart. I haven't really, like I said, spoke to you guys in such a long time. I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. Give me your thoughts. Uh, We have this feature on anchor.fm. Where if you like what you hear or you have a comment or you want to, um, you know, just give a statement of, of gratitude or maybe you didn't like it. I don't know. Um, I'm open to both. But whatever <laughs> your, your comment is, you can leave a voicemail message that I can play for my next podcast. So isn't that cool? I think it's so amazing to do that. Anyways, so other than that... Um, also, I want you guys to stay connected to me on social media at the Monique Davis. Yes, I had an Instagram name change. It's no longer, what was it before? Success Coach Mo or Success Coach Monique. It's now the Monique Davis and um, on Facebook, I'm Monique Davis. Uh, Career Make Me Over is um, the seminars that I go to different churches and different organizations and help individuals live by their unique design and understand their career identity as well as a career closet and all of that good stuff. So um, connect with me and let's continue to push the kingdom agenda. Let's continue to push the revival of, of waking up some of the religious folks and waking up some of the folks in, in society who belong in our kingdom, who belong in the kingdom of God. And um, let's continue to succeed intentionally. Remember to 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 you got you gotta love intentionally, you gotta fight intentionally, you have to succeed intentionally in every single area of your life all right this has been real i love you guys with all the love of christ and i'll see you on the next episode bye